To save his declining business, Chris Kringle, also known as Santa Claus, is forced into a partnership with the U.S. military. Making matters worse, Chris gets locked into a deadly battle of a wits against a highly skilled assassin hired by a precocious 12-year-old after receiving a lump... Sorry, a lump of coal in his stocking. Wait, so who got the lump of coal in their stocking based on that? The little, the precocious the little rich kid. I know, but based on that sentence, I... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, anyway, we watched Fat Man. Dustin has thoughts. Go ahead, Dustin. I was going to say, I like that they had to clarify that Chris Kringle is the alter ego of Santa Claus in that synopsis. Yeah, this is really poorly written. Uh, mm-hmm. Welcome to Action Action. Roll the music. Hey, welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies in existence, including Fat Man, starring Mel Gibson, and we put them on our big list of 155 movies, I believe. That's right. This is episode 155 of the podcast. Um, My name is John, and with me as always is James. Hey. And Dustin. Hello. How are you guys? Dustin, you go first. How are you? How am I? I'm okay, I guess. I woke up and it was already dark out, so it's a great, great day. (laughs) Uh, Did you mention that you work nights, though? So, like, it's not crazy. It's not crazy, no. But it's a little weird because I usually wake up a little earlier, but uh, we were recording, so took one of them sleep aids. Yeah, we're kind of in the season, though, of waking, well, if you're working during the day, waking up in the dark. And coming home in the right. dark. Yeah. What kind of sleep aids are we working with here? We're working with some CBD. We're working with some some heavy duty pharmaceuticals. <laughs> we're working with just straight THC pills. Like what are we? What are so we? Some alcohol. Some, some alcohol. Shit called sleep ease or some shit like that. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, all that interesting. Are you? Are you? Are you buying this over the counter? Are you buying this? No, in no. There's gas a guy. Stations? There's a guy out on the corner by Seven Eleven. I, I buy <laughs> my fresh tilapia. To work, so. Yeah. Yeah. I buy tilapia and I buy clams and I buy sleep aid. <laughs> oh, and on Mother's Day I buy. Well, you know uh, this guy too. Potted. He's got the tilapia all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yeah, tilapia Mike. I call him. <laughs> uh, so before we get into this uh, 2020 season Christmas classic. <laughs> uh, Christmas episode this year. Feel a little depressed that this yeah. is the movie we did. <laughs> well. Uh, I I will gladly rewatch uh, Trapped in Paradise and uh, yeah do another episode on that. I mean, we're going to be watching it anyway. You might as well record. <laughs> might as well record. record. Episode. James and we yeah. should just record a uh, live commentary. Uh, well, that's a good idea. Although I'll just be quoting the movie the whole time. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so before we get into this movie, Dustin, is there something that you watched between the last record and this record? It hasn't been that long, so. Yeah, uh, well, I watched a couple things. I, Gene and I, my wife, we watched, uh, we binged all of the Amazon Prime show Truth Seekers in one day a little while back when that came out. That's the new Nick Frost. Uh, Simon Pegg is in it, but is, he has a smaller part. Uh, but it's a lot of fun, just like a, sort of like an X-Files, but comedic kind of show. Um, so that was a blast. Mm-hmm. That's the first show I, I binged through in quite a while, but I uh, had, had some fun with that. And I finally watched fucking Tenet the other day. Oh, 
I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. For Nolan's mm-hmm. new giant is fucking it, movie. Is it worth watching? Did you watch mm-hmm. it with subtitles? I didn't. I, I had headphones on, though, so I could I could hear the dialogue. Uh, but that didn't help make, oh, make the movie good. <laughs> it's that bad, eh? I, I did not like it. I I think he's finally crawled all the way up inside his own ass with this one. There's really oh, some really cool okay. set pieces. The actors are good. Like, uh, what's Washington's name there? Uh, Kerry Washington. <laughs> nope. Uh, John David uh, Washington. Uh, oh, that's a different Washington. He's yeah. on Ballers, James. You know. He's, yeah, he, yeah. He's a he's a great yeah, actor. And he's good in it, and Robert Pattinson's really good in it. Um, Kenneth Branagh as the villain is like really chewing the scenery up as a Russian, like almost like a James Bond villain. So there's some cool things like visually it looks amazing, but it's just like the plot is so just indecipherable. <laughs> like it's just a bunch of exposition trying to explain stuff, but, but somehow it never becomes any clearer while you're watching it. Like really not really. It's cause he didn't watch it on the big screen. Yeah. yeah you need was. to watch it on the that's big screen. Yeah, I know. Uh, he saved cinema. Yeah. No, this was uh, this was this is the first movie of his I've seen that I didn't care for, and you know he always has like his movies are always kind of like he's he's playing a trick on you while you're watching the movie kind of thing, and then there's some sort mm. of mechanic and like oh this is what's actually going on, and this is just like that but like compounded until it's like meaningless. So it's just I don't know. It's just like a big jerk off session. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a fan. Yeah, are you? Sounds sounds like something you might have written, Dustin. <laughs> oh yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right, so everybody, skip Tenant. Yeah, skip Tenant. Don't give your money to that shit. I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna watch it as soon as I can, and I'm gonna come back with a alternate take. Well, next week. yeah, I mean, it, so I mean, we can get to it at the end, but it's like Tenant or Fat Man, which one? I give them oh, both the same I don't rating. Want- oh, oh, fuck me. Okay. All right. Okay. He was not joking, folks. <laughs> Equal. <laughs> James, anything you uh, picked up? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, got on to the old uh, Tubi. Oh yeah. You know the you know about this? No. Seen this? I heard about this? You're talking. <laughs> I don't know what you're, well, YouTube. I think I have seen it before. No, Tubi. Uh, I've seen it before, and uh, Dustin mentioned it. It's free. What is, how do you spell it? T U B I. You. Oh. Tubi. Tubi. Oh, tu- okay. It's, yeah, Tubi. it's a free app that has all it, kinds of fucking. But it's got like commercials. It does have ads. So when you're watching a movie, that you'll get a couple, two, three ads. It depends too on the movie. Sometimes you'll get a bunch. Sometimes you'll get like one. Yeah. Okay. I'm on the site now. We got some good stuff here. So on the featured, uh, we've got the guest, which there's I love. Lots of good stuff on there, especially if you like B movies. Like there's a lot of B action and horror stuff. X Mac. On the top, like one, two, it was a six. We got the guest, uh, the terminal, whatever. She's the man. X Machina, Super 8, The Gift. Mm-hmm. I enjoy four of those movies. Yeah. I haven't seen two of them. I mean, the real reason I was excited about it is I added like so many B action movies to my watch list. Right. And for whatever reason, I'm like, I'm going to start with uh, uh, Andy Sedaris. <laughs> Movie Triple B. It turns out, yeah, it turns out it's actually not his movie. It's his son's movie. Oh, okay. A little nep- nepotism, nipple nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched uh, the Dallas Connection. I'd like to suck the polish off your toes. 
Oh, okay, so how was that? Now, <laughs> I mean, if you thought Miami Connection was softcore porn and had a lot of boobs, this is like on steroids. Did Miami Connection have a lot of I boobs? I don't remember if Miami. Not Miami. Not, not Miami Connection. I mean, hard ticket to, oh, hard ticket to Hawaii. Hawaii. Man, remember that scene so in Hard Ticket to Hawaii this when one there's even more porn like than that one? This oh way, way more porn. There were scenes that made no sense of why they were in the movie at all. <laughs> just just to show some boobs, some fake boobs. Half the movie so, was just so ten out of ten. Nude scenes. <laughs> yeah. Half the half the movie was nude scenes. And finally when it actually gets to like some explosions in action it's like the last 20 minutes of the movie i mean it's still pretty hilarious <laughs> but you know i just don't think his son is at the, the same caliber that, that the no. father is yeah exactly so even though you know andy Sedaris did make uh, an appearance in this one oh but uh so you know i think there's like nine of the nine Sedaris movies on Tubi, so gotta work your way through that. You know, sweet filmography. I got one down. <laughs> so all right, you know, cool. That that's pretty much all I had time for. So a ringing endorsement for Tubi and Hard Ticket to Dallas. What? <laughs> no, the Dallas Connection. Dallas Connection. All right. You want to know what the plot of that movie is? I'd love to. Okay. So there's all these scientists throughout the like di- from different countries. And they're all going to Dallas and they all have a chip that has to go into this disc that can upload to a satellite. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's bonkers. Like, <laughs> oh, did you guys hear the bad news that that satellite dish that was in Goldeneye collapsed? You know, at the end. The- yeah, I heard they... The- They've been, it's been like ready to collapse for a while. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Goldeneye dish. <laughs> Goldeneye dish. So this, the, this one sentence blurb about this movie is curvaceous assassins stalk four scientists who were hired to devise a way to detect and eliminate contraband weapons. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a really simplified explanation compared to the explanation they go over multiple times in the movie <laughs> see why we're doing this is because of this and then they talk about all the technology involved and how it has to happen at a certain time because of a, a meteor shower or something and if they don't do it it's going to be like a hundred thousand years until they can do it again so this is the 10th <laughs> installment of the triple b series produced by andy sedaris number yeah, the triple b yeah. so Blondes, boobs, bomb, b- bombs. Bullets, boobs, and it's, bombs uh, or something? Well, yeah, bullets, boobs, and bombs. Hmm, that's good. All right, so, so check out uh, The Dallas Connection. The Dallas Connection, yeah. <laughs> I watched a new show on HBO called uh, How To With John Wilson. If you're a fan of weird documentaries and I don't know. Interesting people. This is uh, a produced by Nathan from Nathan for You, right? Nathan Fielder. Nathan Fielder, yeah. Uh, it's not awkward like that at all, but it's so charming and wonderful. And 
you should we should watch it. Yeah, I've heard a couple of people talk about it. It sounds uh, sort of interesting, but also sort of weird and boring. I don't know what to think about it. Uh, yeah, I totally understand that, and it is interesting and weird and boring, but not boring. But it it's just nice. I don't know. Just watch it. Have you watched the one about scaffolding? I heard that was the best one. That's the second episode. Okay. I haven't watched that one yet, no. Um, I've only watched the first episode. Uh, so yeah, check that out. Other than that, eh, a lot of a lot of YouTube. A lot of you guys like you guys like John Boy. Uh, He's a YouTube. What? He's a YouTube guy. John Boy. John ba- Boy. Yeah. The baseball guy. Yeah, I watched uh, him talk about some sumo wrestling. Oh, cool. Uh, I I watched him talk about this super weird sport that I have absolutely never heard of um i watched this like video about the sport called um t-e-q-b-a-l-l tech check ball it's like it's like ping pong meets tennis meets soccer oh okay it's super weird i don't know man i'm gonna tell you this these fucking People around the world are playing some some crazy games. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. All right, there's some fucked up shit happening out there, guys, and mm-hmm. there's crowds. There's crowds. So there's I watched that. Yeah, and then I watched a whole bunch of music videos, like I normally do. I watched Green Day play live on Saturday Night Live. That mm. was fun. Mm-hmm. A bunch of Me Without You videos. Mm, you know the huge. <laughs> oh yeah, the huge. Uh, I did want to throw out a RIP to Hugh Keys Burn. I think is how you say his name. He played uh, Toe Cutter in the original Mad Max, and he played Immortan Joe in Fury Road, and he he just passed. Immortan, if I get on the rig, there's a way inside. What is your name? It's Nooks. I'll pike her in the spine. Keep her breathing for you. Nooks, we're going to go. Stop the rig, return my treasures to me, and I myself will carry you to the gates of Valhalla. Annihilated. You will ride eternal, shiny, and chrome. I know that. Yeah, yeah. He's a pretty, pretty sweet, sweet actor. Did some fun stuff. So he shall be witnessed in Valhalla. Uh, in Valhalla? Yep, bright and shiny. Uh, have we ever done a... Oh, we should do an in memoriam. <laughs> Him and Alex Trebek. <laughs> oh, together. Oh, and the singer from uh, Fountains of Wayne. And Sean Connery. Oh, and yeah, Sean Connery, I guess. <laughs> and wasn't it the keyboard player from Fountains of Wayne? And wasn't that like several months ago? <laughs> Just like grouping guys in? Uh, he's like, he was one of the founders and he was like one of the key songwriters. Of the band, he wrote. Um, he wrote all the music for. Uh, ah, fuck! What's that sitcom? My crazy ex girlfriend. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like a musical. He wrote that. Show. He also wrote uh, that thing you do. He wrote that. Bop. Yeah, yeah. That guy can write a fucking song. Can do a little ditty. <laughs> like that guy can. Yeah, he can. He can lay it down, slap it around, pick it up, and put it down. <laughs> put it back down. Oh, pick it back up again. Yeah. Throw it in a blender. Boom. Eve six. Right. 
<laughs> wow. Spe- speaking of Eve 6. Speaking of Eve 6. Speaking of Eve 6, this week on the podcast, we watched Fat Man. Roll the trailer. Uh-huh. Time to put my tender heart in the blender. Watch has been run to a bit of a love of again. Uh, so they were supposed to have their like 25 year or 20 year anniversary of that album. Uh-huh. It was supposed to kick off like in March. Mm, tough break. It was starting. It, it was. Yeah, it was starting in Bellingham, I think. Yeah. So, you know. At a casino, I assume. Rip. I'm hoping Alien Ant Farm was opening for them. Oh, I would have gone for Alien Ant Farm. <laughs> they had at least three catchy songs instead of one. The <laughs> name three. I heard name two. There's the smooth. Can you name cover. three? There's a there's yeah. the one they did called movies. Movies. And yeah. And there's this other one. Shit. What's it called? Those are the only two. There's I one know. other one that's pretty catchy, but I can't think of what it's called. And by the way, usually in memoriams are for a year, not for like a like a like a like a week. Remember Free Fire? That was a good movie. I do remember it. I don't know how, but somehow I remember it. I don't know. It's forgettable. <laughs> I like it. All right, James. So this week we watched for our one Christmas movie of the month of the year. We watched Fat Man. This is a 2020. This is a brand new film. This just came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we we're all kind of excited about like Walton Goggins is in it. Mm hmm. I know Dustin was really excited about Mel Gibson <laughs> right. being in it. He said something about how much he likes his politics. <laughs> I was going to ask a question. I'm not kind of totally Why did that. you want to do this movie, James? Oh, oh, I think that we all wanted to do it. Well, Would you say? I would say we, well, I kind of suggested we do it because, you know, it was popular enough that people were talking about it online. And, I mean, it's really... In a year like this year, where there's not a lot coming out, it's just kind of something new. Yeah, it's something new, and I mean, it fits the season and everything. So it seemed like a it seemed like a decent and it's choice. kind of it's kind of portrayed as like a grittier take on Santa and like an action style movie. So um, I mean, it is rated R action so, style movie. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I thought I thought we would it would be a good choice. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's action adjacent. Yeah, it's not really action. Yeah, it's I mean, in the last 15 minutes it turns into an action movie, but that, that's about it, really. And it that's not even that good. I, I actually kind of liked the last 15 minutes. It was, it was kind of the only thing that lifted it up a little for me. Yeah. But we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to the ending. We'll get there. We'll get there. So what's this movie about, James? Well, you know, Santa, or Chris, I think is he's referred to throughout the movie, um, is trying to save his business, which I guess is just delivering presents, and he's paid by the U.S. government. Yeah. Or I guess you you gather that he's paid by each country, he maybe? He has like a contract, yeah, with yeah. the governments to deliver presents on Christmas. Why? Yeah, they they Why? set up this really strange, like, um, I mean, to talk about another film that uh, that set up a whole mythology and like a, a past, like whatever the word is, uh, world building, like a John Wick style, <laughs> like world 
mm-hmm. in which there's like the world you know, and then there's this like other. There's the world beneath. Yeah. Um, and I would say they do this to very like limited success. I don't understand. Well, they skim over a lot and they just tell you little bits to try to fill the plot holes but just they, to kind of. But the bits aren't interesting. No, no, they're not. Honestly, it's like, okay, if you're going to get the elves to build something for the U.S. military, why not building <laughs> fucking guns? Right. So he gets, yeah. So he, it turns out business is not great because, you know, whatever, like people are not as into Christmas as they used to be or something about that. Yeah, they're all pieces of, of shit. Too. But why Everyone can, sucks now. But why can't he just, why can't he just lay off some elves? It's not like the like, good I don't understand. Is. Um, but like why can't he diversify? So that's what the, yeah. the governments approach him to like, or the U.S. government approaches him to like use the 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 shop and the elves to like make what like parts for like war. What, wasn't it, it like, like fighter wasn't it planes? Like chip, y- yeah. chips for like yeah. The, it's computer chips for fighter planes, which is the most boring mm. fucking thing. Yeah, if they were just like straight up. What they should have had a dope ass scene where they're just making different kinds of guns, and they could have had the elves do like the cool things because the coolest things about guns in these movies, like when they show guns, like when they do cool gun scenes, right? Right. As a non-gun person, mm-hmm. is when like you've got this beautiful, pristine piece of like firearms thing. <laughs> Sounds right? like you love guns. Fire, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. But like they they. <laughs> they do that thing where like the gun looks cool and they like it's all shiny. You want one? It's all one. shiny and like Chrome. they do the like the sound. The sounds are all cool. Yeah, and they could have had like the dope scene where like it was like a like an elf like doing like the product, the testing. Yeah. So that brings up a good point. Somehow, okay, Santa Claus with Tim Allen is able to do this. <laughs> the Santa Claus. Like, uh, yeah, the Santa Claus. He's able to do this with the elves testing different products. And in one scene, they use a flamethrower on the suit. That's right. To see how it works. Somehow that children's movie is able to do it. (laughs) This movie, not so. That's actually a really great point. They've been assembling, say, machine guns instead of computer chips for fighter jets. Is that when Walton Goggins does show up at the end of the movie and start uh, killing everybody... They could have. Uh, you could have had a sequence there where they were fighting back with the uh, with the weapons, right? That would have been yeah. super cool. But they actually could have had like almost a James Bond esque. Oh yeah, like scene where like the I don't know the yeah, like elf, Q. the E could have been like like yeah. showing. Oh yeah, no, we like, we just developed this new like technology where you know it it works for this toy, but we've actually incorporated it into this gun, right? For Fucking, the U.S. Right. military. Or they could have made, right. or they could have been making guns that looked like toys or something like some crazy. <laughs> Boom. Okay, page one rewrite. We we're gonna remake this movie. Yeah. This movie kept making like, me think about. Uh, do you remember that scene on Scrooged with Bill Murray where there's an ad for one of the shows they've oh, produced? Oh, totally. With Lee Marvin, right at the beginning and it's like of the a movie. Christmas action movie <laughs> where he comes to save Santa and the elves from terrorists. Majors, the six million dollar band. Santa, is there a back way out of this place? Of course there is, Lee. But this is one Santa that's going out the front door. It don't matter a hill of beans what happens to me. The world couldn't afford it if anything happened to you. Now you stay put. Oh, that's very nice of you, Lee. And Lee, 
You've been a real good boy this year. Yes, you sure have. Seven o'clock, Psycho sees Santa's workshop. Eat this. And only Lee Majors can stop them. The night the reindeer died. Yeah, 100%. That's funny. It totally... I totally thought the same thing watching this. <laughs> I still want to see that. That's movie. hilarious. I I do want to see that movie. Yeah, I think that what this movie, like what to get back to the Fat Man, uh, is is I think it's a it's just a stripped down, like unfun version of the fantasies of other movies. Like, well, I think it's trying to be too many things and not picking a lane. Like it's it's trying to be action ish. It's trying to be kind of dramatic with what's going on, and then yeah, I, there's, I, I there's, don't this, know. Like, there's a lot of components that don't really work. I mean, the thing that does work for me is I like the idea of this bratty little shit rich kid who wants to have Santa Claus killed, and so he hires a hitman. Like that's a fun idea to me, and some of that stuff works a lot better than like. All the oh the Santa's workshop isn't doing that good and we need to get some money somehow and like all that kind of shit really bogs the movie down. I mean it is this is for me one of the worst paced movies we've done on the show. Like the pacing yeah. is fucking terrible. And I don't just mean that it's like it's slow moving. I, I mean like they haven't paced it in any kind of dynamic way so that there are ups and downs. Uh, we don't get like a burst, say a burst of action, and then you need a, a part to like kind of rest from that, where then you can fit in some dramatic stuff and kind of bring it back up. It it's just like a plotting on a straight line, slow moving thing until you get to the last like fifteen minutes. That said, all of the stuff with Walton Goggins, I thought was fucking great. Yeah, I mean Walton Goggins. I think he didn't have a whole lot to work with, but I think what he was able to do just because he's a, he's a creepy looking dude at times with his, the, the way he looks, he looks like he has dead eyes with his big teeth. Yeah. But it's just, he just played it perfectly because you know, this is a, a weird movie to tonally to try to like get something across. And like, he doesn't, he doesn't overdo it. He doesn't like, no, really he doesn't. Big. He kind of plays it straight, which I I really appreciated. Like he's he's acting as if he is a deadly killer in a serious film. Yeah, but he's got he's got some twisted fucking issues from his childhood collecting all these Santa gifts. Right. I like that he doesn't uh question that Santa Claus is like a real entity. Like when this kid hires him to kill Santa Claus, he's like, "Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll find him. I'll kill him." <laughs> well, it seems like everyone knows that Santa is real. I was gonna say it seems like the people that are part of like that underground, right? Like what we're I think what this movie is supposed to be saying, or it's trying to say, is is that once again, there's your world that like every we all live in, you and I, right? The three of us, and then there's this other world where there's criminals and there's the government and there's these secrets and everybody in those worlds know what's up but like yeah we don't so what i think this movie actually kind of really reminds me of is happy oh the yeah tv show happy yeah um like i kept i kept going back to that now this predates it i believe this was like written in like 2006 
But like, I don't know how much of it has changed since then. I think that that does a lot of this weird shit like so much better. Oh, for sure. Happy is way better. Well, it's the first season. I do appreciate well, that it's they... Well, way, it's way more graphic. I mean, Happy yeah. is way more graphic and violent. And I think if they, if in this movie they lean hard into that, yes, then it's like, okay, leaned, now we got a movie. They more hard into it because they want it to be a very darkly comedic movie, which is fine. I, I'm into a Christmas movie that's bleak and fucked up. But they don't... I think you're right. They don't push far enough into that zone. Like... They get there at little little moments, like like there's the scene where the rich kid is gonna torture the little girl who beat him in the science fair. Uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny, but then that was sort of like you don't get another sort of joke like that for like a long time in the movie. I feel like no, and I think they do some kind of f- interesting stuff at the beginning where they show Walton Goggins killing like what looks to be a mom and dad. Right. And you actually at that moment, I thought he was killing the mom and dad of that little girl. Right. Oh, OK. Yeah. Right. But then it cuts to it's not like so he's just killing. Yeah, He people. gets a call from the kid to do another job while he's doing that one. Yeah. So, I mean, it, there's this stuff, but they never go far enough. Like they're never if they're going to go like down this like violent path, like. You're gonna, if you're going to make this movie about there's a Santa Claus and he's real and he can just drink a cup of milk full of fentanyl and survive, like, then fucking, like, let's bloody this shit up. I want to see some elves die. I want to see, like, yeah. I want to see an army <laughs> storm, oh, yeah. None storm of, Santa's. There was, wasn't there an elf that was killed, but it happened, like, off screen, right? Like, when. Yeah. You can't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you kill an elf on screen, it's automatically X-rated. That's true. <laughs> it's, it's NC-17. Yeah. See, I, I think this movie is is meant for an older audience. For sure. Yeah. That, like Dustin. <laughs> yeah, like Dustin, like 50, 50 to 50, 60 50 to 65, a boomer. <laughs> like, this is definitely in the boomer realm. This is, yeah, late, like, late, early Gen X, yeah. late, late boomer. Because it's, it's not... It's not too violent, so they'll stick around, but it's and it's got that kind of boomer humor in there. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, an and example with some boomer humor that was in there. I don't know, you fucking millennials, know. entitled millennials. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, that is all that shit. Well, this, this A lot does feel like kind of shit in them now. Well, there is this stream of films, this like I I haven't done any like research into this film or like who produced it. But there is this like kind of right wing more boomery film studio that's making those kind of films right now uh they made uh, yeah i know what you're talking about a, uh the the pre the the cell block yeah so yeah, brawl and cell block 99 stuff like that they did, all yeah movies. they've done a bunch yeah, of they, stuff some of which has seems to have political leanings some of which doesn't i i don't I'm know i'm not saying it all does this from i didn't really get a whole lot of political messaging in this movie I, well no i think that a lot of it was more just in the sense of young people yeah young people are fucked up these days and the world yeah, I mean, is not a lot of what old, it used to be right and there's a lot of old santa claus complaining about how christmas isn't looked at how it once okay. was and stuff w- w- which brings me to a point of like 
I don't sympathize with this fucking Santa at all. No, no fuck they him. don't do a good job of making you want like to care about what's going on with him. Yeah, not at all. Like, yeah. and the other thing he is, sucks. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I didn't think he was bad in the role, but but he didn't stand out in a way that I thought. Oh, I see why they wanted Mel Gibson for this part. Like, they could have had any number of actors in there. Uh, like, it didn't seem. Uh, if this in in this day and age, if you're gonna hire Mel Gibson, then. <laughs> I hope he's going to fucking bring it and like make it clear why you thought you needed him in the movie. Whereas in this, he was just like, okay. I mean, I didn't think he was bad, but he wasn't anything like, yeah, he definitely didn't need to be in this. You know who would have killed it in this role? Hmm. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Russell, yeah. Russell yeah. Crowe. Actually, that's perfect. Cause we just totally. talked about unhinged and he's fat as hell. Yeah. In that movie. <laughs> he could have been, been the fat man. <laughs> he totally, he, he would have been actually, he would have been great. In this movie, he would have fucking killed it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I think I think at the end, talking to what we were saying about how we want the elves to pick up some, you know, like machine guns of some kind and start shooting at Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins should have a team. Exactly. Walton Goggins should, mm. Goggins should have a team. Also, boom, let's make Santa Claus Australia. Well, can you imagine how much more flavor the movie could have had too? If like you know, because we spend a lot of time with Walton Goggins traveling in a car by himself to get to the North Pole or wherever yeah. the fuck he's going in Alaska. Yeah. So what if he had a couple quirky sidekicks with him that he could have been bouncing shit off of throughout the movie uh, on the way? I there? think yeah. If he if he had a bunch of uh, his team members that he started calling up all these contract killers and saying yeah I'm going after Santa and all these people had issues with Santa right, like, right sure I'll fucking I'll fucking do it for yeah, free and that would have been awesome too and actually make it to be like like Santa's a big deal like they because Santa's obviously a big deal in this movie like he's he's like you think you're the first one to come after me like there's this like, yeah he's like. It starts off by what he's shooting a gun for target practice. Yeah. So, like, why not make him more of a like huge threat? I want to see. I want to see Santa fighting in World War Two. I want to see Santa. <laughs> I want to see Santa as as uh, the fucking comedian in Vietnam. Just like. Uh, I like the idea of him having sort of a rogues gallery, though. Like these people that all want revenge on him for various like Christmas slights that they suffered over yeah. the years. That would have been really cool. And then you could have really got into like more of the elves like fighting back and like all that kind of shit. And it would have been awesome if they had just like fucking executed everybody in the US military. <laughs> at, like as soon as they like as soon as they oh, uh, John's they, anti-military bias again. <laughs> it's not about no 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 it's not about the anti-military. What I'm saying is is that it's it would have been cool to just see that like these guys are on a different level. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the elves are on a different level. Santa's on a different level. Like, yeah. These, I mean, you these... get that one kind of funny scene where the elves are eating a bunch of sugary shit and the arm, the military guys like you guys should be eating protein and fiber and blah, blah, blah. And getting six hours of sleep a night. And, these, and the elves like. No, elves like only get twenty minutes of sleep, and we we eat just sugar and carbs <laughs> or whatever. I mean, there's like these little tiny moments, but it's like it's even more disappointing because you feel like oh, there's like there's a bunch of stuff here, just sitting here that you could have done something interesting and fun with, but you don't. Yeah, really. and that's why it just feels like it's like they flirted with 
going that direction. They flirted with leaning into that and then pulled back and tried to make it more of a drama and more of a a wider story about disgruntled I don't know disputes against Santa and I I, I don't know like yeah I mean it just I think it's a script issue really then when you get it when you break it down because they're trying to like you're saying they're trying to do too many things in this one movie and and you're kind of jumping back and forth between these ideas instead and and each of them on their own could be developed into something interesting but then like none yeah. of them are focused on enough to to really grab you like yeah it's kind of hard it, it, it is like they had a whole bunch of good ideas and then it's like how do we piece it all together and fill it all in because that's what it feels like it's just a bunch of filler in between some interesting ideas yeah because there's a long it feels like there's long chunks of time where not much is happening where okay we're watching walton goggins drive he has to stop and get drive through and piss in the snow and listen to the radio and it feels like like the whole movie almost feels like you're just watching him get where he's going and it really it was really not that hard for him to figure out where santa is no yeah he just had to like go to the post office and threaten one dude to figure out where they send letters for santa and that's why that's a big part that i didn't like about this where again i think that by creating this like rogue's gallery like you suggested james and by also um having the elves and like if they were making weapons and like there was all this like this you know q stuff or whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. like it would have been a cool showdown that lasted for 45 minutes yeah like he should have just been like he should have flown in or driven in with his crew and then they should have figured it out really quickly and then it should have been a 45 minute like all right this is it. Now so here's the siege on this. Here's the siege. Yeah, on Santa's yeah. workshop. And, and yeah. if you could, and you had to find ways to intersperse some more action, or at least more exciting, or funny, or interesting scenes throughout the movie, because it's just very flat for most of it. There's little, little. Like I said, there's a couple little moments here and there that are almost something, <laughs> but yeah, it's just and I don't know. And okay, so so this is supposed to be the the U.S. military, right? They're hoorah, and they're supposed to be awesome. And yet, I mean, Walton Goggins, yeah, he's a badass. But I mean, he, he is easily, he is Walton fucking Goggins. Well, <laughs> this this is true. He makes short this, work of he everybody. Does. Yeah, it's no problem for him to waltz in and kill all the military guys on the at the North Pole yeah. or whatever they're calling it. I mean, why why even have the scene where the two suits are like, hey, we want to extend your contract? You know, Mel Gibson be like, yeah, no, I'm not interested. Then that's it. Well, I think we're supposed to think later on that, you know, his Christmas spirit is rejuvenated and he's going to keep keep on plugging. But it's just very sloppily handled. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't even know if you needed you didn't need that scene at all, really, where he's the two business guys. No, you guys. didn't. I mean, the the but again, you get a bright little moment there where he says something to the, the younger guy, like, "Hey, it was kind of touch and go there for a few years," you know, because they keep alluding to the fact that Santa Claus knows if you've been naughty or nice, right, throughout the movie. Right. Wh- which that's good yeah. stuff to ha- have in there, but it's not really in service of much. I wish they had it just completely rewritten what the Santa Claus myth is and been like, 
all right, we're going to kind of rewrite the whole canon of what Santa is. And they could have added those things. They could have kept some stuff. They could have gotten rid of some stuff. It could have been fun, kind of funny if they like had have just like thrown out some things. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, you know, the way they have done that in like vampire movies, I suppose. Like where they're like, oh no, like that's just like switch up, switch shit. up the mythology, right? Yeah. yeah, and like switch it up and created their own like like I said earlier, like a John Wick style world building, but they just don't seem interested in that. They seem interested in making like this travel film. <laughs> yeah, where Walton Goggins is struggling with his like inner self as a child. Yeah, I mean, okay, so. Let's talk about this kid that hires Walton Goggins. <laughs> yeah. Dustin's favorite character. So, I mean, obviously you're meant to think he's wealthy, yeah. right? And his dad is his wherever. Is anyway. I kind of get the feeling he is such small potatoes and he's going after Santa? Yeah, at first I thought he was <laughs> supposed to be like, I thought his dad was like a m- mob boss. Oh, okay, yeah. That's what I thought. I thought they his dad was a mob boss. They didn't ever boss. really say what his dad was, did they? No, he's just a fucking absentee father. Yeah. So yeah. he's just he's just some rich kid. But I mean, I guess that plays into like later when Mel Gibson says, "You think you're the first one to come after me?" Like, I guess this must happen every so often where somebody's wants revenge on Santa Claus for some perceived offense. Yeah, but wouldn't Keep wouldn't it- there just be like constantly People there yeah, trying like, to kill him? I think the, the part of the reason that he should be target shooting at the beginning of the film is because he's like... There have been attempts, I, I turned, recent I, attempts. I turned away eight people this week. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he he's constantly vigilant because he's constantly, like, being attacked. Instead, he lives on some fucking farm. Yeah. In Alaska, I mean, maybe yeah, I, I mean, maybe we're supposed to think that he's distracted by all these other issues going on at the moment in his life, but those aren't really interesting to watch compared to the idea of like a fucking hard ass Santa Claus who's like prepared for any threat that's going to come. Right? There's, we could see him training and getting ready for stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I think when uh, Walton Goggins is scoping out Santa's workshop, he should have been like in the field or something or in the forest. And he steps on like a skull, and then there's just like bodies. Yeah, that would have been cool. of, <laughs> of people that came before him right. that tried to kill <laughs> tried Santa. To kill I don't know if this happens. I can't remember, but he also should have been like, "This is fucking it." Like, yeah. like this is what I. Well, this is a cakewalk. Like he should have been like, "This is all I have to do to kill Santa." Santa Claus. By the way, this if Santa Claus exists, does that mean like other things exist? Exactly. Like so, does the Easter Bunny exist? Yes. So Santa. Don't be so don't in, be ridiculous. <laughs> so so in our movie where there's Walton Goggins has a team, right? Well, maybe that's a, Santa that's a calls in. Santa calls in one of these, like whether it's the Easter Bunny or a the lep- Tooth Fairy, some kind of leprechaun. Oh no, it should be the Easter leprechaun. Bunny. Yeah, a guy in a big bunny suit and, who comes and he's like helps him kick ass. Yeah. So I think if he gets called in, then that totally leads into like another movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man. and a whole world building. Yeah, Bunny Man <laughs> could have had a real universe, shared universe here. Yeah, oh, like a John Wick some universe. Some kind of sexy tooth fairy comes in, <laughs> just <laughs> fucking mowing people down. <laughs> yes, like sh- oh oh mowing Get people Zach down and that one. Mow, mowing people down, and then after going to the corpses and taking the teeth out. Oh shit. <laughs> 
She's like, this is currency. <laughs> she has like a necklace made of human teeth that she wears around her neck. That'd be great. She, grind, yeah. she grinds it up and snorts oh it. <laughs> That's genius. Turns Fuck, out yeah. that, that human teeth are like cocaine to her. <laughs> but does she only like baby teeth? Oh, man. I think they, I think they call them milk teeth in Britain. Oh. She likes milk, milk teeth. Uh, I oh, mean, so that's, she's British in your uh, in your mind. That's in your imagination. That's based. Well, no, that's just based on like a uh, one episode of Peppa Pig. I think <laughs> I I think I watched. It might have been a fever dream. Well, we're coming up with some great ideas here, guys. I like this. I yeah. like this imaginary l- movie. This is one of the. I haven't figured out the three types of podcasts that we do or episodes that we do, but this is one of them where it's just like this we is do just not talk about the movie. We just do a complete. Well, like, some of these movies just lend rewrite. themselves to like because there's there's a there's a base here of some interesting possibilities that aren't really explored, and then so that leaves it really open to be like, well, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do this? Yeah. Why didn't they do anything interesting? Well, now I did I did look at some reviews of other people and I mean they they think it's great. Yeah, I've like seen some who, positive reviews for it. Like just on YouTube or like on Instagram. Bunch of cucks. I don't know. I, it's kind of hard cuz it's like I don't know when you I guess when you have a podcast or a YouTube channel and you're reviewing a movie, do you really want to slam all the movies that you're reviewing? Yes. Or are you trying to... <laughs> John's like, without hesitation, yes. Well, yeah, for us, yeah, because we don't give a fuck. Like, what, the, like, 15 people that listen to this? <laughs> like, including family members? <laughs> like, so like who a, gives a, a shit? No, you're, yeah. tol- you're totally right. Like, I... To me, to me, it's like, I, I don't know. Like, what's that fucking director's name? That, like... Like followed us for a little bit. Oh, Jesse V. Johnson. Yeah, like it sucks that we reviewed his film and that we didn't really like it that much. But like, I didn't. I don't know. Like, I'm I mean, not gonna, that was Avengement, right? Uh, yeah, I think no, that I think movie it was Triple Threat that we were pretty harsh on. Triple Threat. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I like that. I'll also watch that guy's movies. Yeah, but yeah. like. I mean, like, here's the thing. Yeah, he did Debt Collector. I we are that. nothing. The idea of, like, some f- in, some YouTube asshole being, like, giving movie reviews, like, good movie reviews. Yeah. Like, is the same as, like, all these assholes I see, like, just because it's political or whatever, but, like... The ones that vote against like wealth taxes because one day they're going to be rich. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like we're never gonna. We are zero. We're nothing. We've and accepted all, our fate. We're always gonna be nothing. <laughs> this is just a way for us to hang out. Um. So, like, I mean, I don't, I don't so really see a point. In- our Patreons come. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did think uh, Marianne Jean Baptiste, who plays Santa's wife in this, was she was pretty good. I th- I thought she played off him pretty well. She's actually a great actress. Yeah, she's, oh, yeah. yeah she's just not utilized very and, well. Yeah, it's another she thing where like, it's like there could have been some interesting stuff here, but but they're jumping around to each of these little components that so that none of them really works like on its own very much. But I I agree with you. Every time she's on screen, it's like oh wow, like she's. She's elevating everything around her. 
Yeah, right? and I felt the same Mel- about Goggins. Mel- and I mean, once you get to that end sequence when they face each other out in the snow, I thought Goggins really brought it in that scene, and which which to me is a kind of amazing because can you imagine reading this script and then fi- somehow finding it within yourself to like play this character as and taking it sort of as seriously as you could? Like I, I I don't know I I totally bought him uh, in that moment uh, when he throws the the you know he has the, the little cop car that he got given by Santa when he's a kid yeah um, and I was kind of impressed that they were able to or he was able to anyway sort of bring some seriousness to that moment even though it's like such a poorly put together movie like I don't know I was impressed with that I think it's just because he's professional I think he just takes. I don't know. I don't he think cares. Goggins knows how to do half, anything half other acid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Gibson's just doing it to fill his like, I don't know. He's doing cocaine just, addiction yeah, to or, buy another fucking crate of like shitty Australian whiskey or whatever the fuck he drinks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, again, I didn't think Gibson was bad. I think he, I think especially in this scene he was decent, but I just didn't like. I think like where you guys brought up Russell Crowe, that would have been amazing. I think uh, if he was in this part. Uh, and there, look, you don't even have to have a non-Australian; you could still keep an Australian actor in the main role. <laughs> but well, I think I think Russell Crowe would just be just getting casting Russell Crowe. You, the intimidation level has like skyrocketed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like just him being in a room, not even saying anything as Santa Claus, would be intimidating. Can you imagine a scene with Russell Crowe and Walton Goggins? Oh, that sounds like gold. Right oh, there. man. Yeah. So this was like, I don't know. Like, I think you're right. Like, it would have really elevated it. And the two of them going against each other feels like more sparks are going are gonna to fly than what we get here. I do. Like I said, though, I do like this end part, this showdown between the two of them. I actually thought it was pretty good. I thought it was probably the best part of the movie this last 15 minutes of it. But man, they fucking make you wait a long fucking yeah. time to get there. A long time. Yeah, I, I just don't think that the, the 15 minutes that you get is worth the hour and a half you spend getting there yeah right? like it's just it's just you know whatever now this was directed written and directed by two brothers yeah it's directed by uh esham and ian nems nelms sorry uh i don't know do you have you ever seen anything from them before no so this this is actually their biggest yeah they've only thing. done a few other movies and and none of them were like i've never heard of any of the other the other three movies that they've done. No, not like Dallas Connection. Yeah. Not <laughs> like not Dallas like, Connection. Not, we're not talking about on the level of a Dallas Connection here. <laughs> um, Are you guys ever embarrassed by the movies that you do know? Cause I, no. Because no. I... <laughs> well, Danny, I'm Danny Glover was in one of their other movies. Is that how... Is that how Mel Gibson got into this one? Like, I haven't seen really important movies. <laughs> Like a lot of them, I've been seen obviously by like like choice. Like I've never seen Forrest Gump, I've never seen Saving Private Ryan, I've never seen Braveheart. Speaking of Mel Gibson, like these movie. seminal movies, <laughs> like that's I, a that's a long movie. I just refuse to watch them. <laughs> well, instead I, I, I watch Fat Man. Yeah. Instead, well, I, I honestly don't. Fat Man. I don't think you need to see those movies. I mean, you need to watch Fat Man. Fat. And, yeah, Fat Man and Miami sure. Connection. Well, you haven't seen Avatar, so you're definitely going to be doing that. I'm one. fucking not watching Avatar. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we've already it. decided that I will. I won't be on the episode. <laughs> you know what we're going to have to do. You know what we're going to have to do, James, is we're going to have to 
we're gonna have to ahead of time plan it, and we're gonna have to. Well, no, no, that doesn't work. Shit. I was gonna say we would like. How pick are you gonna trick me into like watching trick a him movie? Into watching it somehow. <laughs> you can't like just trick me into chair. watching it. Do like a clock you know what I just realized? Situation where we put toothpicks in his <laughs> eyeballs. No, so I think that you might have been able to get me before today, but today as an adult, I realize some things. I realize that if I buy food and I don't want to finish it, I bought some fast food today. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't want to finish this, and I was like, I don't have to. You fucking wasted that. I'm an that? adult. <laughs> yeah. So you I threw it on the ground. So I threw. So I threw Fuck half you of French a double. Fries. I threw <laughs> half a double cheeseburger from McDonald's in the trash. Oh. Yeah. Why didn't you throw it to like the seagulls or something? Yeah, there's crows that would have eaten that, man. <laughs> <laughs> they will eat it at the dump. Yeah, the rats in your backyard will eat it. They'll get to it eventually. There's no rats in my backyard anymore. There's just <laughs> raccoons. <laughs> There used to be rac- there used to be rats in my backyard. Was there like a rat my king situation going on where they get all tangled there together wasn't a, and then they no there wasn't a rat king. I, no, I did get to show somebody a rat king for the first time. Wow, that was fun. There was used to be rats in my backyard. There was this one rat that was in my backyard when I first moved in, and it was all like fucked up. Rizzo? Like it had like t- it had like taken poison. <laughs> And like, <laughs> it <had> taken poison. <laughs> yeah, like it started. It was trying to be like a situation where it t- <laughs> takes a little bit every day to try to make itself immune to it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, OD'd on poison. I'm like so like, I don't think I'm a. a, a I don't think a, I, I use the word afraid of rats. Were you sympathetic to it? I was sympathetic for a second, but like I'm I'm afraid of them. But like I'm just like so grossed out by them. Like they disgust me so much. Like mm-hmm. I just like like I ugh, I cannot handle it. And then my dad beat it to death with a shovel. Our oh. dad. Yeah. Yeah, he, he hit it with a shovel till it was dead. And then... Oh, there was another rat that died on my fence. Like, because somebody poisoned it. Somebody? Who's poisoning all these rats? I don't know. This was when I first bought the house. There was like a rat infestation around here. And then there was this dead rat on the fence. So I knocked it into the neighbor's yard. Cause yeah. I was like, I ain't fucking dealing with that. So I like shot it with like uh, water, and then uh, you shot <laughs> it. <laughs> sprayed it into the neighbor's yard. And I was like, uh, so you're a good neighbor. Hey man, it's I'm not dealing with that shit. It's not my rat. Yeah, I was the first one to notice it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of rats, <laughs> this movie is a real r- rat. You guys, want, you guys want to keep telling rat stories? I'm going to start another podcast. It's called Rat Stories. Oh, man. I got some rat stories. Oh, yeah? What's your best rat story? Uh, I'd say my best one. I went to go look at uh, moving a hot tub for a guy, and I moved the... It had like a, a step up to the hot tub. Oh, yeah? And underneath it is the motor. So I went to move the step to look at the motor and as soon as I did six rats ran out and ran through my feet and (laughs) all over the place it was the grossest I got shivers did you turn around and leave I just I was like yeah it's rat infested he's like oh yeah that's how it is around here (laughs) where was this this was in town in oh in our city yeah oh fuck off get the fuck out of here yeah a hey. couple doors down from here. Uh, from here? No. <laughs> Just kidding. I saw I saw a dead rat uh, when I was in India uh, on the street. And it was like as long as like a small cat. 
and I'm not joking. It was Ugh. fucking massive. Yeah. So I was talking about rats with a coworker, and he's like spent a lot of time abroad. And he said he saw a rat in Asia that was the size of like a small dog. Yeah. Like in a store. <laughs> no way. Yeah. He was buying something, and then he's was like, it like a muskrat. It, no, it was a rat. Rat. And uh, it, it ran from one aisle like under to another one, and he's like, "That's a is that a is that a dog?" He's like, <laughs> "Oh, that's a rat." And oh my god! Hey, speaking of uh, just gross, sad <laughs> shit, I saw just the most so fucked topic here. I I saw. Have you guys ever seen? I I was I, I was driving down the highway today, uh-huh. and I saw a dead owl on the side of the road. Oh, well, that's a bad omen. I felt like I, you know, roadkill, whatever. Like I see these these dead things every once in a while, right? But it's like, oh, that's like that's sad that somebody. But the owl kind of like hit me a little bit. Well, you don't one. You don't normally see an owl. Yeah, it's like a regal a animal. It's like a nobility it's to a, the owl. It's, yeah, like there's like there's there's an like the, an, an owl has honor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it eats mice. Good for it. <laughs> you guys ever take your uh, part uh, owl pelts? When well, you're oh yeah in school in school is that a Canadian thing? I don't know. <laughs> We're all Canadians. <laughs> Dustin, you ever uh, do that? No, I don't remember doing that ever. No. Fuck, where did you grow up? You're a fucking loser, yeah, Dustin. South Carolina, <laughs> you dumb bitch. <laughs> I dissected a frog. Does that count? Uh, you're you're Typi- Typical American. <laughs> <laughs> up here, we talk. We take apart mice. Is it pelts? It's like a. Pelt, yeah. yeah. It's whatever the fucking owls throw up. <laughs> let's, it's uh, all the shit the owls let's rate this digest. movie, guys. Yeah, let's rate this movie. Oh, you don't have anything else to say? About oh, yeah. Owls? Okay, I'm sorry. Not at the moment. Have we... No, we've no, ex- about Fat Man. Oh, sorry, we've exhausted... <laughs> we've exhausted your rat When I was talk? like two or three years old, my dad found a snowy owl that had injured itself and brought it home. And so we had a, a pet owl for like... <laughs> So a couple <laughs> weeks until it could fly. So you away. had it for dinner. This is boring. So Let's talk about something else. <laughs> you ate it? No. You let it go. You <laughs> sick fuck. The After best goddamn turkey I ever had. Oh my god. Peking duck owl. <laughs> In orange you sauce. All never, you know, I've never had rotisserie owl before. No. Which shit is delicious. Dustin? Dustin, would you eat an owl? <laughs> no. But I mean, I I did eat dog once, so I mean, I don't know. Did you really eat dog? Yeah, in South Korea, it's soup. Just for, f- like, did you ask for it? No, it's just what was served. What kind of dog was it? Uh, I forget the. They had like a certain breed that they used to keep there, where they that they used for food. That is illegal now, but at the time. Why I did you do that? It tastes like lamb, as I recall. Mm, <laughs> so cool. you like killing? So you like eating dogs and baby sheep? <laughs> but you won't eat an owl. <laughs> You're Owls an interesting are person. fucking noble beasts. <laughs> right. Unlike unlike um, baby sheep and dogs. <laughs> the most loyal friends a human can have. Baby sheep. Get the fuck out of here. Provided you with warmth from their wool? <laughs> Just like Jesus? Just like Jesus. <laughs> You're a big time piece of shit. Yeah, you're a big fucking <laughs> asshole, Dustin. You dog eating motherfucker. I can't believe you. Yeah, friends you s- off. Friends you off. You guys ever heard of Rome? 
<laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Uh-huh. All right. I gave this movie a three and overall a 3.2. All right, I gave it a three and overall three point six. And I gave it a three and also overall three point six. So that gives it an overall score three point five. Tied with anything? It is tied with final score <laughs> at one thirty one. Yeah, final score was better than this. Yeah, final score is better. Yeah, I would agree. It's also funnier. <laughs> Oh wait, wait, we shouldn't even put this on the list, you guys. This isn't a fucking action movie. Yeah, it's action-y enough. Is it? Is, is it? Yeah, it's fine. I don't know. No, I, I wouldn't put it on the list. You wouldn't put it on the list? I mean, it's a I, it's a dark comedy and it's a Christmas movie. It, it has some action in it at the end. <laughs> like, this is the least funny fucking comedy I've ever watched. I wouldn't go that far, but it is very unfunny. It's still what they were going for though. Like, they wanted this to be, like, a bad right. Santa type of thing, except, I don't know. I, hate, I don't yeah. like that movie either. I mean, I bad don't Santa think it should go on the rules. list. I mean, the reality is, like, so if we put it, say, behind Final Score, that would mean it'd be behind Final Score, but in front of Hard Ticket to Hawaii. No, fuck that. Take the, this is not going on and the list. And that, that, that movie, I mean, the fact that it's this low, Hard Ticket to Hawaii... I don't know. I blame John for we that. We gotta rethink. <laughs> we gotta rethink our someone's our list. I'm aggrieved. <laughs> so is it going on the list or? I vote no. I'm gonna vote no. Maybe. I honestly, I don't give a shit. John's demanding <laughs> it goes on the list. Man, he really wants this on the list for some reason. Uh, yeah, put it on the list. <laughs> All right, so it's not on the list. Oh fuck, I'm. Gonna uh, oof, oof. Bye, fat man. Man, am I, am I fired up? So <laughs> I think fat. I think fat man is fit for the pit. <laughs> oh, is that the new thing? <laughs> Whoa, that's uh, that's street sense, isn't street it? Street sense, yeah. Wow, fit for the pit. Man, I haven't heard of that in like thirty years. <laughs> I think that fat man is fit. For the, the pit. pit. I don't remember that. Go ahead, Jonathan Torrance. <laughs> Throw it in the pit. You can look it up later, Dustin. We'll just make it our new... Th- we'll just steal it, because they don't need it anymore. We'll use it every time the <laughs> there's a movie that doesn't go All on right. the list. This movie's fit for the pit. Yeah, what's CBC going to do? <laughs> Come at me, know. CBC. You publicly funded bitch. Uh, <laughs> so what did we... What's happening next week? All right, so we're going to be off, I don't know, for... A couple weeks, at least. I think a month. We're not going to be back until mid-January. And then you're going to put out a couple other people's. You're going to put out Trapped in Paradise again. Yeah, we're going to do Trapped in Paradise again, probably the week of Christmas. And then... You should drop two episodes a week and just see what happens. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, we're just going to recast... A bunch of other people's shows. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please check us out on uh, Instagram, on Letterboxd, uh, Action Action. Just Action Action. Just Action Action. Um, I want to say thank you to Jeremy. K. David. For providing the theme music. And we'll see you soon. Yeah, like in January. Bye. Bye.
Let's go.